And welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jonathan Wall here, joined as always by Andrew Tursky and Chris McCormick. What's going on, fellas? Gentlemen, how we doing? Reporting live from Napa, Napa Valley. Doing some wine tasting today. Oh, I'm are actually you really go. Are you are you no, really or are you just joking? I'm just joking. Okay. I was gonna say that. <laughs> I, would, I was gonna be impressed. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a wine guy, but if you if you were, like I was gonna gonna give you a little bit extra respect for that. No, me neither. I'm just uh, taking <laughs> pictures of golf clubs, talking about golf equipment with guys. They're probably all hung over on wine, though. This is, I mean, this has got to be a great it's event. early enough also, in the year. Like, it's, a, it's perfect timing for this event, I will say, if you think about it. Because it's the beginning of the tour season. You got a lot of the young guys that just got their card. So they're not yep. sweating it just yet. And you got the guys from last season who are probably showing up to just get knock a little bit of that rust off if they didn't play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And then you got the wine. I guarantee you there there's a lot of guys in the field that are showing up to the first tee, at least one of those days, feeling a little bit groggy. Well, there has to be guys who put this event on their schedule just because it's Napa. Oh, hell know? yeah, for sure. I would. It, it, would, it would be a staple. I mean, you know why Phil plays it. Yeah, right. And then then the young guys, like they're probably going to learn a lot of valuable lessons this week about tour life. Because if they if they show up on the first tee on Thursday, they're going to learn real quick how tough it is. It's a it's a little ten cup uh, ten cup golf. Here's to the finely tuned athlete. (laughs) And it's the PGA Tour. It's the PGA Tour. It's not like you just have like a transfusion on the first tee and keep it going. You know. I mean, you could, you could. We 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 had a bunch of those when we were abandoned, or at least I did. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely part of that crew too. Yeah, yeah, you were you were definitely part of that crew. All right, so Turski's in Napa. Why don't we get into it? I know you've seen some stuff. We posted some photos on social. What what's kind of top your list of uh, of priority items that you saw this week? I think top of the list was probably that Apex UW. Got to see that yeah. person holding it in my hands. I saw uh, Mark Leishman was testing it on the range, so I kind of, I wasn't sitting in on his testing session, but I was definitely close enough. I was staying within earshot to get all the uh, the info. He said it was it was going farther than his hybrid, but it wasn't like ballooning in the air. You know, it's kind of like a deeper. It has like that deep profile, almost like a, almost like a fairway wood. It's kind of like a tweener between a hybrid it and is. a fairway wood. 100%. So I was expecting it to fly really high and like spin a lot. And that wasn't really the ball flight that was coming out of his club. At least I didn't see anyone else hit it. Um, he was kind of shaft testing. He was testing between uh, Ventus red and one of those KBS prototype hybrid shafts. It did look like he was going to go Ventus red 19 degree. Um, it looks pretty clean from the top. What'd you think Jay? Well, I sent you those photos. Yeah, I, I so I'm kind of working on a little story I was going to get with you here after we finish recording just to get some of that okay. intel in in the story. But yeah, I mean, you hit all the the high points there, which is, you know, Phil was the first guy to showcase this golf club. It was right before the match, the most recent match, I should say, because there's been four of them. And he he showcased it in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage Rocket Mortgage Classic. Said it was a hybrid that he absolutely loved. He was going to throw it in the bag. I know he talked it up even during the match with uh, with Rogers, Bryson, uh, and Brady. And so I'm thinking hy- hybrid. Okay, I'm looking for the hybrid profile. But I agree. It it looks more hybrid in the address position, but face on, 
No, I, I definitely agree with you. It looks more like a fairway wood. So I, I'm yeah, I want to know curious. more about like the behind the scenes of the design and the materials and really what's going yeah. on. Cause the soul, the soul looks interesting. Like when you're it, looking at the soul, it looks like a fairway wood and then it, you it look looks from flatter. a dress and it looks like a hybrid. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's got the, it's got a weight in the bottom, which made me assume mm-hmm. kind of that weight location that, okay, they're trying to kind of work with that launch, maybe get it a little bit higher. But I mean, again, we, we don't know Leishman's one guy. It's a small sample size here, but if he's seeing a more penetrating flight, that kind of goes against what I was assuming, which is, you know, we've seen a lot of players this year going to higher lofted fairway woods. And maybe this is just kind of like a tweener option for that guy that maybe doesn't want like a seven wood. Maybe they, they were looking for something that's in a little more compact profile, looks a little bit like a hybrid, but performs like a, like a fairway. I don't know. I, I, I kind of am stumped a little bit on this one. That's there, there is a lot going on. I know. I want to test it out so bad. We got to get our hands on one ASAP. We definitely do. And then what with you uh, you know new new season, so you kind of expect guys to be making a bunch of equipment changes early, testing out new stuff that they wanted to. I'll say it's not necessarily the case. We're not seeing a bunch of huge changes, um, nothing like crazy. But I will say, when I looked at Ryan Moore's bag, I had a little pause moment, and I was like, "Wait, what are those irons he got in the bag?" Because I saw him like from afar and I was like, what is that new prototype or something? But no, he has these new level uh, irons in the bag. There's 623 M models. It's like their blade version. Um, I guess they came out in 2018. Chris, do you know anything about about these irons that I'm speaking of? Uh, we we carry the the new level line here at TrueSpec. So very familiar with uh, a lot of the offerings that they have. And it's not a big brand, but solid, solid product. I mean, we've done quite a bit of testing with a variety of different heads that they offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a really good friend of mine uh, plays to a plus five index that's actually playing that same blade. And he loves it. And he is an equipment junkie and has had really, really good success. And this is a guy that uh, I mean, average bat speed with a driver is uh, a smooth 135-ish and Ooh. absolutely moves it. He's uh, a Mitch plus McDowell. five? Okay, okay. Yeah, Mitch McDowell. Mitch, Mitch Longballs out there. <laughs> Mitchie Longball, uh, they call him? Mitchie Longballs. He he has a personalized plate on his car that says Longballs. Oh, my God. So he... Uh, <laughs> That's aggressive. That is very yeah, aggressive. You better, you better either hit it really far or hit it like 210 off the tee. <laughs> oh, he's, 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 he's got to be very it's be accurate or ironic. Yeah, right. He hits it shockingly straight, and his short game is uh, is pretty spectacular, I got to say. But, uh, yeah, he he's playing these these new level irons, and he's like, oh, my God, man. He has, I wish I had these you know, five, six years ago when he, uh, when he started trying to kind of make a move at it and loves them, absolutely loves them. Those are direct to so consumer, that's too. What, what Moore said, yeah. And I was, I was like, how do these end up in the bag? He was like, I was reading an independent golf review online, just like on a website or a YouTube video. And uh, he was like, I wanted to try them. They looked good to me. So he got New Level to send them. Uh, they sent him two sets, one with like his old uh, True Temper Light shafts and one with the Elevate. I think he's staying with his shafts. He's had those shafts since, since like 2013, basically. I don't think they carry the, the light versions anymore. Do they? 
those aren't available. As far as stock option yeah. from them, I I don't know what their stock options are off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, we can build them with the lights if that's what he wanted. Give us a call. Nice plug. We'll build it. We'll build it up for you. <laughs> if anybody's going to be using if anybody's going to be using like a direct to consumer brand or something that you don't really hear a lot about, it's going to be Ryan Moore. I mean, this is the guy who who put, scratch, who put scratch golf on the map. You know, I mean, he exactly. He's always kind of he's always kind of gone against the grain, and uh, and I love that about him. I love the fact that you can always kind of expect that he's going to be doing something that might generate some interest, especially for like those really like hardcore gearheads. I, I mean, I've been getting the funny thing is Tursky told me this yesterday. And I just recently, I mean, within the last week, somebody reached out to me and said, hey, does anybody use new, use new level out on tour? And I'm like, man, not as, as far as I know, no. And Ryan Moore, there you go. So the, the answer timing, is now yes. The timing of that's crazy because he, he just put him in the bag. He's been playing uh, Mizuno MP18s, I think, all summer. Um, is, in, is anybody so just else? Put those in. Is anybody else? You know, I know January 1 is, is typically when, when new – deals go in place but did you see anybody with with a new bag or anything like that i mean it is the the start of a new season now i haven't noticed anything crazy um i was just out one day yesterday so i guess we'll see more today um well it is wednesday i know the the listeners are hearing this on thursday but yeah, don't get confused. <laughs> we record on wednesday we record yeah. on wednesday pod comes out thursday um but yeah I, I feel like yeah new the new level in moore's bag in in the u-dub those are those are for sure the it's got to be the two biggest stories. But I still can't believe Ryan Morris yeah. is a new level. That's awesome. I hope he, I hope he has some success with them. I I would love to see some somebody new. And I asked there, him, you know, new irons out there. I asked him. I was like, you know, do you think you're a gearhead? Like, are you a gearhead? I mean, I know that he is because he's he's just always. Uh, <laughs> of course he is. He, he he knows a lot, and he's always down to switch. And he's like, well, let's just say I'm not afraid to try anything. Let's just say that. Accurate. There you go. Fair enough. Very, very accurate. I think that's a good mentality to have in general when it comes to equipment. Don't get too stuck in just like one brand or one model that you think is right. Try absolutely. Everything, you know. Yeah, and we we talk about yeah. that all the time. The importance of getting fit. You know, I mean, you might find something that just doesn't even that wasn't even on your radar before you walked in. I think that's that's kind of the beauty of of working with a fitter. Anyway, Chris, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was going to say, wasn't uh, Ryan Moore also Linksware? Didn't he uh, kind of put that brand out there for us? True Linksware. Yeah. Didn't his brother start that? True, Isn't yeah. his brother's company? Yeah, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can remember when that started to kind of come on the scene, he was he was the brand ambassador on tour for him, and he, he still, was all about promoting that brand. Yeah. He's still, I mean, I remember a few years back at the PGA show, Ryan was there. Jeremy was there, um, the kind of the whole Moore crew. So yeah, true, true links where that's, uh, that's a, that's a great, that's a great brand right there. More or less. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's, I didn't let's want move, to do a more pun, but I had to, let's move on to the next to. topic. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, man, you know, it's funny. I talked to Bryson a few weeks ago when I was at Eastlake casual name drop casual yeah we we do have to, to the disclaimer here we do have a relationship with bryce and he's a playing editor for for golf magazine and golf.com so we we do get some uh, inside access to him on a, on a week-to-week basis basis we're out on tour and 
you know, I was at Eastlake and I was talking to him and, you know, he had, he had a pretty rough finish of the week prior at the BMW at unbelievable playoff against Patrick Cantlay, but you know, didn't go in his favor. And so I wanted to not talk about the BMW. I want to talk about long drive and man, you talk to him about long drive and his eyes like light up. He loves talking about it. And I don't like, I remember the conversation because it was like, I recorded it and then I was trying to head to the airport and I listened back to the audio and it's, you know, it's amazing if for, for people out there that don't know, Bryson is going to be doing something that that's never been done before. We've never seen a full-time PGA tour pro, a world ranked golfer who's going to be teeing it up in the world long drive event in Mesquite, Nevada. And that's what Bryson's going to be doing the next two weeks. He's going to be playing in the Ryder cup next week in Wisconsin. And the week after that, he's going to be going head to head with the biggest hitters in long drive when he goes to Mesquite. And so I just wanted to know like what, what was he doing to kind of balance the two? And he talked about this trip that he took recently. And if you want to see the video, I I suggest that you go check it out. Um, Bryson has, and I don't know how many people realize this. Bryson has his own YouTube page and he's got a, he's got a couple of guys who do a great job chronicling the season and some of the things that he's doing when he's at home testing. Well, he went to Newton Grove, North Carolina, which I checked out. It's in the sticks. It's, it's about 40 (laughs) minutes South of Raleigh. But it is in the middle of nowhere. And he went to a place called Bobby Peterson's One Stop Power Shop. Now, Bobby Peterson's a, a long drive guy. He's been doing long drive for a, a little over two decades. And he has this, this area set up where he's got a metal shack with a, with a simulator in there. He's got an outdoor range. You can shoot guns. He's got a, a GTA simulator if you want to drive cars. He's got, chicken, he's got chicken coops. On the property, if you want to go check out the chickens, Bryson checked out the chickens, and he basically went down there not to you know get away, but to go through a tournament simulation to get a feel for what it's like to be a part of a long drive event. And it was cool to watch the video kind of chronicles this, but I was talking to Bryson like, what what is it like? You know, what do you love about long drive? And he said he you know he just loves the fact that it's this in this arena environment. He's, he's, he was talking about the massive speakers pumping out music. Guys are just crushing energy drinks to get amped up before they hit these golf shots. You know, he <laughs> loves the fact that it's head to head. It's not so much Bryson against the golf course. It's Bryson against another guy. Um, and one of the things that, that really stuck out to me is he was talking about, he said, and I'll read the quote. He said, it's a totally different environment from the tour. I appreciate and respect that environment, meaning the tour environment, but the long drive environment is tailored more to what I like to do because you can say things and do things that are a little different than out here, out here, meaning out on tour. I think Bryson like feels at home, uh, like around those guys, the long drive guys. I didn't realize, I kind of thought, you know, okay, this guy's increasing his speed. He's trying to get longer out on the tour. Now he's wanting to see how he stacks against the long drive guys. But I think he really, like, he genuinely enjoys being out on the long drive circuit. I I do wonder if he's going to kind of try and balance the two, if this is like a total one-off, or if we're going to see him in other long drive events going down the road. I mean, I think it's super cool that he's doing this. He's kind of been on, like, the I want to grow the game wave for a while. 
And I think this definitely helps do that. It helps grow the long drive tour as well. And it, it kind of brings that fun into the sport. You know, it's it's kind of more of that WWE, like, just pure fun. You know, get the crowd super jacked up. Like he said, he's shotgunning Red Bulls on the on the tee. Um, he's probably not actually shotgunning them. Just kidding, Bryson. He might. He um, might. <laughs> but I will say... He better play well in the Ryder Cup because the fans are going to be on him if he throws up a dud because now, he's yes. obviously now, been training for this. long drive. That yeah. could be messing up talk his about swing. You know, yep. It's like when a, a baseball player goes to the home run derby. It's like you can go compete, but you better come back and you know still uh, still hit your average. I Now, I he's, think – yeah, go go ahead, Chris, because I've, I've, got, I've got a hot I, take, but it's going to take a little while. Love that. I, <laughs> I was going to say, he's said numerous times that he hits the ball the best and hits it the straightest when he feels like he can swing faster at it. Though, mm-hmm. so, I mean, maybe the maybe the training for, for long drive has actually helped with driver a little bit. I, I'm curious to see. And like you said, Tursky, I think it's a much needed shot in the arm for long drive. As it's, uh, I mean, talking to, to Mitchie long balls, you know, long drive is... Uh, <laughs> Long drive is something that uh, has needed a little bit of help, and maybe having a, a big marquee name like Bryson step into that arena and draw some wandering eyes that might not watch, you know, now could help that that part of the sport out. I love it. I think it's awesome. I'd love to talk to an instructor about this because this is just like my take. I mean, I'm not an instructor. I don't know if you should listen to my swing advice, but I feel like like you said with Bryson long drive kind of awakes that inner athlete where you're not thinking about like swing planes and oh my god am I gonna like toe hook it am I gonna slice this off the planet it's just like no I'm gonna swing literally as hard as I can and not think about anything and kind of just let your you body only need react. one yeah right. only need one good one I need to hear Jay Wall's hot take though yeah let's hear it what do you got now, well okay I I totally agree I I think that what Bryson is doing is is admirable because Long drive has always kind of been this this area where it does feel like a little bit WWE-ish, where it's like, okay, it's not like legitimate golf. Like there's just these like big hulking guys going out there and bashing drivers and, and that's all they can really do. So I do think that if Bryson goes out there, who knows? Maybe like wouldn't it be cool if you could get like a Cam Champ or like Wilco to show mm-hmm. up and and like Maybe you get a couple of tour pros playing in the long drive, like the world long drive. I think it'd be awesome just to kind if of see Wilco how they shows stack up. up. If Wilco shows if Wilco up, that could shows be an up. issue. Wilco I don't know if Bryson Wilco wants knee neighbor that smoke. from who who Tursky <laughs> spent some time with, who's a ping staffer. Um, that guy is like stupid, long on long on another on another planet. Yeah, yeah, he 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 really is. But here here's my take. You know. I posted this story talking about, you know, Bryson mentioned to me his hands were wrecked and he showed me the calluses on his hands. And, you know, if you watch the video, you can see he like he opens up some pretty serious like wounds on his hands during this. He did two a day training is what they called it when he was in North Carolina. So he did speed training for 90 minutes in the morning or, you know, early afternoon. And then in the evening, he would do another 90 minutes. And he goes through these 90-minute speed training sessions where he's just literally rapid fire, just pounding golf balls as hard as he can to build up his his ball speed. You know, he I think he touched uh, during some of the videos, it was like around 211, 212 ball speed, which is really impressive when you think about it. Cooking. 
But then you yeah. watch a guy, this uh, one of the guys who came in, Reed Russell, who is a, a pro long drive guy. He comes in, first ball he hits. No, no warm-up shots, and he touches 214, almost 215. Ooh. And Bryson's been going hard, and he's like, you know, 211. So I feel like it's a little demoralizing, but it just goes to show you, like, he's trying. He's trying to get there. You're going to have to get to, like, Kyle Berkshire levels. Like, 215, 220 is the only way you're going to be competing at the World Long Drive. And I think, like, Bryson's doing these two-a-days because he really wants to compete. He doesn't just want to show up and be a show pony. He wants to do that. So I get that. So when the story that I wrote came out, there were a lot of people that were roasting Bryson because it's like, oh my gosh, he's going he's gonna to totally kill his chances at the Ryder Cup. Like, what is he doing? He's not prioritizing the, the team event. But you have to realize that Bryson trains like this all the time. The only reason why this story is getting like serious press right now is because one, it's like coinciding with the Ryder Cup. It just happens to be the week after. And he's going to, you know, North Carolina and training right before the, the FedEx Cup playoffs, going through these two-a-days, gleaning information from other long drive guys to try and gain an edge for this long drive event. But this is nothing new. It's not like Bryson just suddenly woke up and got and said, man, I'm going to start doing speed training. This is what he's been doing to ramp up his speed. So it's not like he's, you know, changing his his normal practice regimen right before the, the Ryder Cup. Now, the two-a-days are a little bit different, but I, I'm not as worried about, you know, he, talk, he talked about how accurate, and I, I mean, I agree. Look how accurate he was at the BMW. Other than that one tee shot he put in the water where he still got up and down for par in the playoff. I mean, he was driving it on a string, and he wasn't holding back. So clearly the, the two-a-day trainings and these speed trainings are working. He's finding a groove, and he's finding how to hit it longer with more speed. And he, and he told that to me, it's like, you just kind of learn to, to like push yourself a little bit more and you realize that you can hit it farther and not be inaccurate with it. And I get that, but I, I do, I think it's a little bit overblown. All these people that are saying that he's, you know, he's putting the, the, the U S Ryder cup team at a disadvantage by, by practicing hard for a long drive competition. He's been doing this for a while. I, I, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Hey, you're the one that wrote the story, man. You know, we just read it. Well, but I, but I mean, do you agree? Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, he's been doing this for like two and a half, three years now. He's been doing this. I think he's just kind of making, he's more embracing it. Like, he's like, okay, let's actually give it a shot. Let's see where I stack up. And he enjoys it. You know, it's his career. It's his life. I mean, there's, there's guys that we all grew up playing with who like decided to go with the long drive route instead of trying to take it serious i mean i think it's just it's commendable to me i think it's cool we're all gonna watch it we're all gonna make gifts out of it we're, we're gonna tweet about it like 100%. it's just gonna be a really fun event and i'm super curious to figure out where he stacks up compared to the big boys out there yeah, yeah i'm curious if he can get up there like those those berkshire numbers like you were talking about if he can crack that 220 no way i think I he needs a little bit more so. speed yeah he's, yeah he's i think gonna he have needs to maybe it. another year yeah I but think what's he doing equipment wise? Is he is he changing shaft length? Is he changing yeah, loft? Yeah, or is he good, rocking very good what question. He's using on the tour? Yep. So I asked him about that. He said that he worked. He's been working with LAGP. He's going to use a forty-eight inch shaft. Um, okay. He's he said it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot more flex in that shaft. 
So he's going to give him a little bit more of a whip effect. So he, he admitted it's not going to be as accurate as the LAGP shaft that he's using right now. But he said that through testing, they found that it's really not a big difference when it comes to spin rate. So he's going to be able to get more whip with without the addition of, of more spin, which, you know, addition, more spin, when especially when it comes to a long drive guy, that's, that's a distance killer. So you can't have that. So I, I'm kind of curious. It, it feels a little bit like if he's getting more whip, but he's not really seeing uh, an uptick in spin. It's it kind of feels like a little auto flexy to me. <laughs> okay, I mean, if I there's anything that if there's anything that affects his actual like Ryder Cup game, I guess it would be that using equipment that's super different. Like me and you, we did uh, 48 inch shaft testing, and I think when you go back to the other club, it's a little bit weird. It's like swinging was, a baseball bat, going on me. and then taking it off. Yeah. But I, yeah. I loved it. I mean, I, honestly, if I was gonna, if I was really gonna like, and I maybe I should try it out more. But I think I told you after I tested forty eight, and I went back to my standard driver, it felt like a toothpick, and I yeah. like was, sw- I mean, literally the first ten swings with it, I, I don't think I missed the center of the face. I mean, I was absolutely crushing them, and it was like once I kind of started to get adjusted and go, okay, well now it's my regular driver length. It didn't feel like a toothpick anymore, and a, a little bit of that. I don't know. I felt like a, a little bit of like a confidence boost just just for like 10 or 15 swings. And then after that, it, it kind of went away. It was weird. I, I don't know. Yeah, it starts feeling like a pitching I'm a head case because you're <laughs> <laughs> that two inches, man, makes a big difference yeah. in the driver. Yeah. But def- aren't, they, uh, aren't they making it illegal anyway? Well, they mean aren't they, they going down to 46, 46 uh, inch maximum. I mean that's that's the, that's the that's the that's the proposal. I haven't I haven't heard anything official on that. Okay. But, okay. but yeah, I don't think it's official yet. That's that's the that's the proposal that they're going with is is going away with forty. I on, look. I Phil talked about it. Was it's not, not happy. It's not that it's not that big of a deal, man. Forty six, forty eight. You're not going to see a whole bunch of guys going to forty eight anyway out on tour. It, we we saw a handful. It wasn't. I mean, Phil's the only guy who's really had any success with it, and he used one that was just a shade under forty eight when he won the PGA. But I don't. I mean. We, we wondered if people would go back and test 48 again after Phil won with it. Nobody really did. I just – I don't think it's that big of a deal. I feel like it's just kind of a way to say, hey, we're going to change the rules a little bit, but you're not doing it in a meaningful way. It's, it's a big opinion. deal to Phil. He was popping off on Twitter about it. He was not a, not a happy camper. He definitely was. Um, so, yeah, I, but I, I am really excited to see Bryson – in the long drive. Excited to see how he plays at the Ryder Cup. I think if he if he plays well, if, if the U.S. wins or not, if Bryson plays well, it doesn't really matter. He, he, he kind of puts to bed all of these, you know, hot takes about him, you know, doing harm to the U.S. Ryder Cup team by doing all the speed training leading up to the matches. But we'll see what happens. I did love his last quote he gave to me when I asked him about doing both of these, doing Ryder Cup and the long drive. And he said, why not go hard at life and do both? Good words to live by right there. Sneaky, love that quote. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great quote. Yeah. So A lot of life lessons to learn right there from that one. For sure. Um, did some recent testing, guys. I, I yes. haven't had a whole lot of time to do recent testing, just work, work and life getting in the way. Um, had a chance, and I won't, I won't, I won't go too deep into this because we're going to have – I'll have some stories on this on the, on the website. Tested Ping I-59 against my my Mizuno JPX 919 Forged Gamers. And, you know, I, I 
I always try and figure out like an angle for these tests. Like I just don't like doing testing to test. Like I want to, I want, I'm like, I'm trying to figure something out. Is it really worth it for me to switch to do additional testing? And with this one, it was, can I find an iron that goes as far as my gamers, but is maybe a slightly smaller profile, but I don't really want to give up the forgiveness. Mm. Um, can I do this? And, and I 59, I would say was like crazy impressive to me. It, it was pretty similar in the forgiveness, but the one thing that I really was impressed with was like the numbers were very consistent. I did like apples to apples. So same lofts. I went power spec in the I 59s to match up with my, with my nine one nine forged, um, same shafts, same, everything, same swing weights. Uh, Again, I wanted to do apples to apples and it, it really, I mean, numbers wise, they were, they were pretty comparable. The I-59 was actually a touch longer, not, not crazy longer. Wow. Cause I don't really need that. I don't, I'm not looking for extra distance because I like my, I like my carry yardages and I'm pretty comfortable with where they're at, but yeah, early, early like results on, on testing those. I tested five iron and seven iron and they were like pretty much the same. I actually knocked off a little bit of spin with the I-59s which was also for, you know, you, you know me, Tursky, high spin guy. I know. It's a good thing. So yeah, yeah. a little more penetrating flights, not yep. going to hurt you. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm going to keep doing testing with them, but yeah, initial, initial like results were, were very impressive. And again, smaller, smaller, it's not like noticeably smaller, but it's a little bit smaller heel to toe, um, maybe a touch less offset. But but still enough to where even if you're like a you know seven or an eight handicap, you could still game these and uh solid they feel good they feel really good so if you're if you're like a maybe an eye blade guy i would certainly try these out if you're a single digit handicapper who's again like me maybe you've been playing like a you know middle of the road iron just because you like that forgiveness this is a great option just because you can go a little bit smaller a little bit more compact maybe feel like you're back in your your playing days and uh and still keep that that heel and toe forgiveness so um how do they sound they, they're very solid. I, w- I will say that, you know, somebody pointed out to me, they're like, man, this feels like, uh, um, it, or it looks like an I-500. An I and I'm like, yeah, but, but I-500 was loud. And that's a, that's a hollow cavity club. So this loud. Is, this is very solid. It feels a lot more like a blueprint. And, and okay. I, think that's what, I think that's what golfers wow. are going to appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got a very solid sounded impact. It's not loud. It's, uh, it's, it, I won't, I won't say it's muted, but, but it kind of falls right there in the middle for me. It's, it's, it's a pleasing sound to the ear. It's, it's not one that you're going to go, Ugh, man, that's sounds like a howitzer. And it, it def- definitely doesn't feel like a, you know, like a very traditional forged blade, but it, it does fall right there in the middle. It's, it's got a good feel. It's something you would uh split set or you would play it through until four or three iron. Uh, I've, uh, I'm kind of thinking maybe like five iron to pitch okay starts getting a little skinny when it when it gets that four iron or did you not even hit the four i i i, I didn't even try I've, I've got a couple of clubs that i'm testing okay. up at the top of the set i yeah five, five irons about it for me with that i'm i'm not i'm not <laughs> gonna be a hero here <laughs> i i'm in the i'm in the same boat with five iron as my longest iron <laughs> yeah yeah so uh that was good i 59 also tested out Callaway Jaws full toe. We'll have a uh, a report up on it on the website this week. Um, I will say I'm not going to get again not going to give too much away, but I will say that it helped me 
get the mega flop back. Ooh. I haven't had a wedge. I haven't had a wedge in a while that I've been able to hit the mega flop with. And this one, I was just absolutely like rapid fire, like one right after the other, right after the other. Didn't hit any hosel rockets, nothing off the leading edge. It was, it was awesome. So that's big I, words. You some, didn't even hosel. Yeah, I've got one? some additional, I've got some additional like insights on, on what I loved about this wedge, but it, it definitely impressed. So Callaway jaws, full toe. I think, I think it's actually earned a spot in the bag already. I'm just going to put, I'm just going to put it out there. Wow. Already. I love aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. The grind on that, that C grind for, if you're, if you're a guy who really loves to like nip it, and like do you want a wedge where you feel like you open that face up and it's going to go underneath it like this is the one 100%. I'm surprised so, you've ever um, even I'm surprised you've ever even struggled with a flop shot. I feel like you could just oh, keep man. a square face and take like your flops. normal move. <laughs> I don't I don't something something somewhere along the way like something happened and I lost my flop shot and and I just something was like happened. so scared to hit it. <laughs> I don't know. Like I must have like, you know, hosled one and hit a car and like tried to block it out of my memory. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it where I was just like, man, I can't hit the shot anymore. I went to a 58, got rid of the 60, started trying to, you know, reduce the the height on my 58 just to kind of keep it playable and never hit flops. And and this one, I was like, whatever, let's just like rip the band-aid off and try. And it worked. So I was impressed. A couple of clubs, and, and again, we'll have some write-ups on it. But but yeah, the initial testing for both of those was was really really good. So, uh, with that, let's get into a couple mailbag questions for this week. Do First it. one here is from Scott Collins. Scott wants to know he's uh, he would like to get some fitting help here, and I feel like we've got a guy who might be able to help with that fitting help. Uh, he's looking yeah, at help. maybe. Yeah, I know. Tursky can definitely help. Uh, he doesn't necessarily want to buy new golf clubs, and he's wondering if a fitting is worth it. He's looking at maybe adjusting his setup a little bit and then maybe buying later. So is it worth it for him to bring in his like gamer set and, and see if they're fit correctly? Because I think a lot of golfers out there think, well, if I'm going to go get a fitting, I'm, I'm going to get fit for something new. It's, I wouldn't necessarily, it's a requirement to get fit for something new. I mean, we offer a fitting and a gap analysis, which is essentially testing your current clubs, making sure dynamic lie is correct as you come through impact so that turf interaction stays consistent. Also doing a good thorough blueprint, making sure that all the lengths, all the swing weights, all the lofts, all the lie angles are, you know, kind of cascading through that set accordingly. And then also helps to identify if there are any issues with it just overall performance. So you can bring a current set of clubs to us and, you know, it, we might be able to identify what I like to refer to as kind of a rat in the bag. You might hit the, the five iron grate and the seven iron grate, but for some reason that six iron goes left on you or you can never get it to turn over and just hangs right of the target. That might be something going on with it, just how the golf club was built. So when we go through and we start doing this testing and actually do a blueprint of the clubs gives us an opportunity to identify, Hey, okay, this is a problem spot in the bag. Here's why, here's how we fix it. Or we might find a better shaft for the current head that you're playing. I mean, there's, there's always a benefit to going and actually testing regardless if you're buying something new or if you just want to kind of tune up the gamers. Yeah. I say I a totally rat in the agree. bag. <laughs> that's what I was just yeah. going to say. Yeah. Rat that's, in the bag. 
Hey, timeout we got closet, timeout closet. We got rat yeah. in the bag. I was gonna say, That's if you it. have a rat in the bag, you got to put it in the timeout closet. Or if it's a rat, you know how they deal with the rats in Departed. You just clip them. You just break, <laughs> break just them right over. Break them right over your knee. Oh my! Toss God. them in the Wrap Hudson. Like toss them in the Hudson. Like another, uh, another T-shirt. I, I see a rat in a golf bag, or at least the tail coming out of a golf bag, or something like that. Oh, that's it. Or fire. just pick, picking one up by the tail out of the bag. Yeah, something yeah, along those yeah. lines. Yeah, I like it. I've oh got all gosh. kinds of merch rat, ideas. Rat in a bag. We're gonna have to like compile a glossary, fully equipped like glossary, <laughs> for when people hear this and they're like, "What the hell's a rat in the bag? What what is the timeout closet?" Because you know people are gonna be picking up this pod after we've been talking about timeout closet for what ten plus episodes now. So okay, so here's an idea. So why not? Take the illustration that we decide to choose from on the merch, and then at the bottom of the illustration, actually put the definition of what is a timeout closet or what is a rat. In I bag. love it. I, I like think it. we have an opportunity there. We also have to add a rat into the the other cartoon. I hope that guy's listening. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. He's got to have got to have some rats coming out of that timeout closet. Oh, the rat is escaping gosh. the closet. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to reach out to him see if he can add one. All right. Maybe it's my maybe it's my inbred, you know, kind of Midwest, <laughs> born in Arkansas roots coming out with the stop. Yeah, you, have, the, you have people from Arkansas listening out there. I was in, I was driving through Arkansas. They, last I was week. born in Fort Smith. Beautiful. Look at area. this. I still have my birthmark. It's right here. <laughs> right here right Here's your birthmark. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Uh, Chris McCormick, everybody. All right. Second second question is from Corey. He says this might be going down a rabbit hole. You just got done watching Ping's process on club assembly on their website. Their final step is inserting toe and heel weights for swing weight purposes. Depending on shaft grip and head weight, they would need to add more or less weight in the heel and toe. Would this change the forgiveness of the club by moving more or less weight to the heel and toe? Forgiveness of the club? Mm-hmm. It would have to be a lot of weight to really start to manipulate that CG. I mean, if you're looking at just the the static head weight of those irons and they're adding two grams here, a gram here, whatever the case may be, to actually manipulate the overall performance profile of that head, it would have to be a pretty significant amount of weight. So, I mean, does it start to influence overall playing characteristics? Eh, minutely at best. So I would say that it starts to potentially change characteristics, but not to the point of, oh my gosh, this is a totally different golf club and I have lost uh, any type of forgiveness components or benefits of the particular iron head you've chosen or driver head, whatever the case may be. So good question though. All right, a lot of great insights there from Chris as always. With that... Let's get to this week's interview. And we had a chance to spend some time with Ben Showman and Tom Olsovsky from Cobra. We sat down with them to talk about Bryson's gear. You know, again, as we discussed with Bryson, nothing is standard. There's a lot going on with his gear. And there, there are a lot of difficulties that go into building clubs for him. T.O. and Ben got, kind of got into what it's like to work with Bryson on his driver and, and his overall gear. It was a great interview. Should give you some some really good insights into you know kind of how Bryson's mind works when it comes to gear, and again, what it's like to work with him. Enjoy the interview. When he first came in to see us, he would go and work with us all day, and then he'd go to La Costa and get a back massage because his back was killing him. Yeah. And he kept having this problem, like, geez, I can't even hit balls as much as I want to because my body's not holding up. 
So everything he's done from equipment to the swing to the, the physio side to even the nutrition, the breathing, whatever it is, has all been this intense focus on how do I play golf better? And what we talk about a lot is he, he's saying, I'm not going to give up accuracy. I'm not just hitting it far to hit it far. I want to keep my accuracy and hit it farther. How do I do that better? You know, like we talk, he's got to be almost 20% straighter than some of the average tour players to keep it in the fairway because he's hitting it that much farther. You know, yes, he still likes to, to tinker and, 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 um, and test things, but just I think it's more focused now than it was previously. It was kind of like all over the board, you know. I mean, it was like a kid in a candy store and you told him everything was literally free and you could eat it all. <laughs> and literally he did, he ate it all, you know. He like literally ate everything in the store, so. Um, he at least tasted it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, people see that he's swinging a driver and they probably assume that it's probably the driver that they're getting off the rack at their local golf store, which is not the case. What, what does it take to build a golf club for Bryson to handle his speed? One of the things that really, you know, as he came in and told us he's going to get stronger and faster, we're like, okay. And then we started thinking about it. It's like, uh-oh, that's going to create some problems. One problem is you're going to cave in faces. Our current designs are really, our tour design speeds are about 125 swing speed. And we test a lot there and we're good there. Now he's at almost 140 or 145. Like, we're not so good there. So we have to do things like the materials, the welds, the face thicknesses, all those things have to be adjusted. You know, and part of that learning is, hey, the speed zone that he won last year with was a seven degree head. And he did pretty good with that, but he started complaining as his speed went up that it's too spinny. And we couldn't get it strong enough. So it was like, okay, now we make him a new head. So the, the rad speed heads are stronger than the speed zone heads. And that's bringing in a, another set of issues that we say, Hey, if we get the spin rates low enough, you should go farther, but there is a big trade-off in low spin rates, and you lose the ability to shape shots, and he likes to shape a draw. So that's something we're learning too, and he's like, well, geez, this isn't actually so good because now I'm losing the accuracy. So you know, that's why he switched back to a driver that had a little bit more spin rate because it's more controllable. So we're in this space now where we're starting to, as, as Ben said, we're to the extremes. We found the end. Now we can work back into the really where the optimum zone is. Do you feel like you maybe have a bit of an edge just because you're having to sort of think outside the box in some of these areas as you're designing clubs for, for Kyle and for Bryson? For sure, you know, and I think what we've looked at, I've been in the industry a long time, but we know everyone wants more speed. Right. <laughs> so that's always been our focus, uh, you know, and I, we go in with our business plan for a new product and we tell the engineers, hey, it's got to go longer and straighter. And they're like, yeah, we know that, <laughs> you know, that's our problem every year. So it's something that we know that is the future. We know these guys are leading the charge, but we're right there with them, you know, so we're learning things. We're trying to make our drivers faster, again, within all the legal uh, rules limitations that we have. The engineering team has done an awesome job at just making them durable, but and he does this not by us asking him as he rotates heads out and he doesn't particularly rotate a head out because he wants to he just says well this one doesn't feel great this week right so we'll just try a different head and it might not be that one it may be another one and then he's just constantly rotating you know it could be six seven heads so he's rotating the playing heads but he's also rotating the speed training heads because those are seeing many more hits at higher speeds even more than his regular so yeah. he's got a bit of heads that he works with, you know, from that standpoint. Um, and that's something unique. Again, you know, the speed training, the whole philosophy there is, hey, I, I want to push the boundaries. Right. So 
when you know we looked at that and we looked at you know at times he's gone back to older drivers and things like that we said that older driver isn't going to hold up for speed training so use this other one and eventually he speed trains enough with this he gets confidence he says okay i'm going to put that in play so there's a couple things going on there that are different if you remember you know the bryson really started this speed regime a little bit ago and we're like geez it takes us probably six months to design a club in cad get it tooled get parts get it all dialed in it takes us six months so if you think about it, he comes up, you know, he came out in November and said, hey, I'm going to bulk up. Like, uh-oh, we better start now because we're, you know, we're, <laughs> clock, yeah, from, from this point, yeah, we're six months behind. Down. And, you know, so that's a big challenge for us to say, geez, he's got to increase what? It's like, okay, so we start testing and designing and going through that process because you got to make multiple versions. you got to test them. you got to see how they're produced. There's a lot of work behind keeping up with him as he's gone through this uh, swing improvement. You know, I can say just from, you know, what I'm doing as far as, you know, being on tour and, and working with players, it's um, obviously there's a lot of inherent challenges that have come with it. You know, obviously his swing is different, um, his setup's different. Um, you know, some of the ways, some of the things he wants to see are, are different than what we would consider the norm. And in a lot of ways, it's great because it's been a totally different challenge. You know, it's, it's so far outside the norm. Um, but I can say, you know, Without a doubt, it's made me so much better at what I do um, because it's made it, it's it's forced me to become so involved with with Tom and his group and learn so much more about um, the science and the physics and you know how how everything's put together, how everything works. I was always involved before, but there's just so much to it now. I honestly think I could probably I'm not great at math. I'm pretty good with geometry and physics. I could almost fudge my way to actually being an engineer, although I don't know how to use CAD, so that may put a <laughs> stop a to it. field engineer. But yeah. Field engineer. I'm field engineer. You're figuring stuff out all the time. <laughs> you know, at, at times in this industry, I've seen periods where companies get complacent um, because business is good, things are good. But, you know, when you get complacent is when somebody's going to pass you. Right. So I think that's the thing with Bryson is he's not complacent about anything. Until we can actually prove that, hey, okay, we've done all the study and it, you know, it doesn't work. Or, yeah, there's something here. So I think that's what our, our Cobra innovation spirit has always been. How do we create a better product? And so it's a great merger you know, between his uh, attitudes and, and beliefs and strengths and ours. So that, that's been fun to work with. And it continues to push us. And that'll do it for episode 108 of Fully Equipped. As always, if you're looking for more gear news, you can find us on social media. We're at fully underscore equipped on Twitter, at fully equipped golf on Instagram. And Tursky, what are we on the Tiki Talkie? At fully equipped golf on TikTok. <laughs> there will be no dancing golf. videos, no dancing, no dancing videos, videos, but we will golf have equipment some, only. some great, yeah, some great testing content coming in the uh, in not too distant future. Thanks again, as always, for listening. We'll see you around.